Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. It's been a while, but we are back. And essentially it's our year-long anniversary because the Vodafone Comedy Carnival is coming up in Dublin. Uh, in a week and a half, and it was the Vodafone Comedy Carnival last year that instigated the Des Bishop podcast beginning. Uh, originally, uh, actually, Vodafone originally had uh, given me a few euros to get it going and uh, to help promote the Vodafone Comedy Carnival. And now, uh, a year later, we're still at it. Not as regular, perhaps, as some of our listeners would like. My apologies for that, but nonetheless, there are some New York-based comedians heading over to the Comedy Carnival, so I decided to catch up with a few of them. Uh, perhaps you guys can get a little more familiar with them if you're thinking of going to the Comedy Carnival. Otherwise, it's just a good old chat anyway. Our first chat is with Mark Normand, who I perform with a lot at the Comedy Cellar. Uh, lovely guy, very funny guy, and uh, not afraid to uh, speak his mind, as you'll see in the in the chat that we have. Uh, he just had a hour-long special on Comedy Central. He opens up for Amy Schumer all over the world. And actually, his trip to the Comedy Carnival is the second time he's performed in Dublin. The first time was opening for Amy Schumer at the Three Arena. So we chatted a bit about Ireland and what he thinks of Ireland. We chatted a lot about political correctness uh, and uh, America's obsession with race and... Uh, just you'll see it's it's an interesting chat about freedom of speech and how much um, our concern about political correctness is or isn't stifling debate uh, so tune in for that and uh, we'll talk to you after the chat Mark Norman ladies and gentlemen oh yeah look at that starting at 431 not bad yeah that's pretty good you're you're you definitely have impeccable uh, punctuality. I try to be pretty punctual. It's one of the things I work on. Well, first of all, thank you for agreeing to do this at short notice. I mean, I know it wasn't actually short notice because we sort of arranged it last week. Sure. It was in my calendar. Was it? Yeah. I put Despod maybe. <laughs> that, that is exactly what it was. Yeah. You know what happened? I got distracted by Colin Quinn saying he would do it. Well, that's a good get. It's a good get, but you know, I mean, I'll be talking to him too, but you know, who knows which will be going out first, but regardless of that, it's a good get, but Irish people don't know him at all. They should. He's a big Mick. I, I know. A but Brooklyn Mick. Mick. But, but here's the crazy thing. Mick isn't even a term that they use in Ireland. They say Paddy. Ah, Paddy. The equivalent sort of, I mean, not slur, but just... It's a slur. Generalization. Well, yeah, but... It depends who says it, of course. You're right. It's intent. But my friend used to have a great bit about how Martin Luther King in the I Have a Dream speech, he was like, and these cops are putting all these African-American or colored folk in paddy wagons, and it's all this I Have a Dream equality, but paddy is a slur. <laughs> yeah, paddy wagon is actually a racist. Yes, race. it was a great <laughs> bit. It was like this whole bit about equality, and you're using a slur against Irish people. <laughs> but, 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 but that has become uh, accepted language now. I know. It's like gypsy. Or Jip, I mean. You got gypped. Oh, you that's got gypped is from Gypsy? Yes, that's what that's from. You didn't know that? It's well, like you got Jewed down, but then they, they said you can't say Jewed down, but gypped is still from Gypsy. Really? And the Gypsies, they don't complain, so nobody cares. Wow, that's great. So, I mean, I have a super interest in etymology. I, I'm getting the impression that you're like really into the origin of words, yeah? Love words, and I love uh, culture, background, race, all that shit. I know, it's sad. There used to be this guy on Irish radio. He used to be on every Wednesday, every Thursday on this radio show, and his whole thing was the origin of words. So people would send in words, and then he'd always have the... I mean, I'm sure he got the words in advance, but... I love Amazing that. stories about I love where it. different words come from. I yeah. know, sadly, he died, ah. but he was, he was the best. Never been replaced. Mm. You, know what, you know what else is fun? Not just words, but like phrases, like we're breaking the ice. That comes from ships 
that like cargo ships back in the day had to break the ice to get to the town when it would freeze over. The lake would freeze over, so they had to break the ice. And now we use it like, oh, we're breaking the ice. Like, you know, meeting at a party or something. Yeah, there's loads of great ones. There's a million uh, of those. Long time no see is Chinglish. Chinglish? Yeah, long time no see is direct translation from Chinese grammar. How jiu bu jian. How jiu bu jian is proper Chinese grammar. Uh-huh. It is long time no see. Like, wow. boom, boom, boom. Like, me but love you long time. Yeah, yeah, except that obviously long time no see became a, you know, obviously when the Chinese came here, it became a thing because we say long time no see like it, like it seems correct. Yes. But it's entirely wrong. It's, it's grammatically but it incorrect. Is, but it is a real Chinese way of greeting somebody. How jiu bu jian. I love that. That's a great one. Oh, dude, that's, let's call it for a whole hour. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, goodbye. We all know that one. No, what's that? God be with you. Oh, God be with you. And it just kind of shrunk into goodbye. Okay, here's one for you. Smashing. You know the way the English say smashing? Mm-hmm. Like smashing good shot? Mm-hmm. Smashing is Gaelic. Ismashin. That's good. And it came down from the Scots Gaelic and sort of evolved into smashing. Wow. Ismashin, 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 smashin, smashin, smashin. Wow, that's fascinating. I, I I, they, that, that was from a book about how the Irish invented slang, which is total bullshit because there's as much American slang from Yiddish as there is from Gaelic. But there is, like, Yiddish? smithereens comes from Gaelic. What's that? Like well, well any, I, I can't give you the front part, the smither bit, but any, the, the suffix een on any Gaelic word means tiny. Uh-huh. So, like, like if, you were, like, if your dad was a mark, or even if you were just, like, you know, with your dad, somebody would say, like, you know, what does Markeen want? Uh-huh. Maybe like little I'm mark. a littler dad. Yeah, or just, like, no, Markeen. Like, like, it would be almost be like a term of endearment, like, you know, a little, little Markeen, or Markeen Biog, like, little, little Mark. Right. But een, een means small, you know. Okay, well, Yiddish, I, don't, I never thought about Yiddish as being slang, but we say, like, uh, well, we say so hey, much. hand me the pencil. Uh, pencil schmencil. That's Yiddish. Ah, you know? pencil schmencil, because everyone knows schmuck is Yiddish. Right, right. But pencil schmencil is yeah, Yiddish. Yeah, I mean, I assume. I just put that together myself. <laughs> I'm assuming that's Yiddish, but it sounds so Jewy, like chair, schmer, we'll stand, you know. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But you're not schmuck. Jewish, right? I wish. I know you're screwed in this industry. I know. I I feel like there's like a, a it's like that scene of Indiana Jones where the wall is closing and he grabs his hat. That's how it is for straight white male comics. It's closing, so you got to get that hat. <laughs> I know that's such an interesting discussion because on one level, like it appears to be the case because like in the media discourse, you feel like I guess you can get into this paranoid state where it's working against you. But then, in actual fact, it's really just had a, a tiny chip away from the dominance. That's true. Well, they say equality, if you're on top, feels like oppression. Yes. Which I completely believe, you know. But uh, but uh, Michael Costa, you know who this is? Sure, actually. I followed him uh, in my only Montreal Gala in 2010. Oh, wow. Somebody's holding a grudge. No, no, no. I went on right after him. He was fine. Very nice guy. Okay. Very nice guy. Handsome, tall man. He very got positive. Very positive. And funny. He got the last... He got a... Um, he's a... Daily Show correspondent. He just got hired. Oh, did he? Yeah, and he showed up to the stand. And we were all sitting there, a bunch of comics, and we he goes, we go, oh my god, congratulations, you got in, white male, straight white male, got in, you got a gig, and it was like, it felt cool because it was so matter of fact. It wasn't like we were being funny. It was just like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I know, I got in. I was like, how'd you do it? He's like, another white guy left, so I got in. I was like, there you go. Yeah, it, who was the white guy that left? He got his own. He's got his own show now. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name either. Because you don't care. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Why would you care? I another, don't know. Another white guy. I know. Another funny white guy. <laughs> we don't have problems. We don't get cancer. You know. We don't get AIDS. Yeah. We're, we're but perfect. but but you you you, I feel like when I watch your sets, uh, at the cellar, you, you're not afraid to touch on that, like political correctness. No, and, I'll go all in because it's so stupid. It's a fad, it's a trend, and it's silly to me that people can't see it. When you say, when you say it's a fad, it's super, you mean like political correctness? Or well, you mean... I get PC. Like, I get we shouldn't call, like, oh, that movie was gay, like, for a bad movie. I totally get that, and I agree. That's yes. mean to gay people and whatever. But uh, some of it is so stupid, like, you can't say this, but you can't say that. And I just like to dissect why these rules yes. are there. Like, retarded is now bad. But retarded used to be the technical term, like back in the day. Like that was the scientific term. It's retarded. Yes. And then you keep, you keep add, it's like Carlin did it all. Like you keep adding these softer euphemisms. Like how far are we going to go? Oh, yeah, What's we just difference? pass away. Great yes. routine about death. That's yeah. a bit killer bit. Killer bit. 
He's 35 or 80 years young. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so stupid. It's just we're getting softer and softer and softer. I did have a moment where, because like one thing you may notice when you're in Ireland is like retarded is not used much in Ireland. The people have a, they have a reflex immediately negative reaction oh, to really? the word retarded. Whereas I notice over here, well, certainly when I was growing up, but even still to this day, you'll hear a lot of people use retarded. And still. Like, but never about people, just about yeah, never. things being retarded. Well, you say, oh, that guy's being a fucking retard. Jeez, give me my keys, you know? like. Yeah. So I wonder, like, oh, it's a bit retarded. Like, I wonder who's right and who's wrong on that one. Well, the intent is good, but my whole thing is, if, if, this is weird victimization we have now. Like, victims are, are, like, praised. Oh, you're a victim. Oh, my God. So, like, you could be... A black guy with a great life, handsome, tall, good-looking guy. Or you could be like a white guy with cancer and a broken foot and no dad and no money. And I feel like people still assume the white guy is doing better, you know? And you're like, well, that's kind of a racist thought in itself, you know? You're just assuming this and this because of race and your profiling. I don't know. So it kind of, it's folding in on itself. It's a toughie. I mean, it's particularly tough in America because Americans are so obsessed with race and identity. Oh, it's insane. And and I now more it, than ever, I find and, it exhausting here. But we're trying to be so progressive, but now we're more divided than ever. Don't you find that? Yeah, but I don't. I, I I'm not sure if that's been. I I I'm not sure if that is the evolution of people wanting to be progressive and more just the internet. Mm, I think it's pretty. The left is pretty powerful, and I'm not saying I'm I'm a liberal guy, but I'm not. I'm saying it's uh, you got to be this way, or you're like an outcast. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I hear a lot of people expressing that sentiment. Yeah, I mean, don't you find in Hollywood? I had an argument with a, with a woman the other day, actually, about it. Because, you know, she was basically saying that she feels, she feels like, uh, under attack if she expresses, uh, you know, her somewhat conservative views. I mean, totally. pa palatable conservative views, but she feels under attack. But, I, but, but is that real or is that a paranoia? Oh, I think it's very real. I think it's very, you get put in this box and people judge you. It's actually the exact same thing these progressive people, quote unquote, are like rallying against. They're doing like these anti-bullying people, the biggest bullies. Oh, that, that I 100% agree with in that you get mob, you get, you get the oh, mob yeah. rule on that. Oh, yeah. And they judge you and they, they look at you and they go, you're this kind of guy, fuck you. And you're like, well, you're going, all your whole beliefs are just, you're just counter attacking their, your whole beliefs. Like it's, it, you're backwards. Because I'm not on your side, you don't even listen to me. Like they, they're going to like colleges and say Republicans can't come speak here. Well, you're just killing free speech now. But I thought you were liberal. It's all. It's yeah, all but here's my question. Bullshit. It, I, I'm interested in that because that came up in this conversation. But it was particularly about uh, Milos. Oh yeah, well, uh, he's a nut. Yeah, well they 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 rioted in Berkeley over yes. over him going to Berkeley, right? And this woman that I was arguing with was saying. Like, are you against free speech now? But I was I, like, so that's an extreme example. But is is it the case where palatable conservative views are being shot down in these universities? Like, because I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't go to university. I've never gone to one of these shows or speeches or whatever. But that's what it's seeming like. And it seems like if you don't agree with me, you're a piece of shit. And it's like, well, that's not how yeah, well, this, this, this works. My mission, my mission now that I'm sort of living here is to find out how much of it on both sides is real? You know, like... How, I, well, there's protests, there's riots. I mean, people are breaking shit. It, it's, shit's going down. Yeah. I think it's very... It's very ha it's happening right now. We're in the middle of it. This is it, baby. Yeah, I know, but I want... Yeah, but I know, but it's very easy to sensationalize these stories and make it seem like sure. they're greater... They, they can make it seem like it's a much bigger thing that's happening in our society than it is. Well, don't you think it's weird, like, when a Nazi guy, like, some guy's, like, acclaimed... Something like we claim some guy is a Nazi, and then some guy punches him on the sidewalk, and everybody loves it. It's like, well, oh, he's the still Richard Spencer scenario. Yeah, it's like, look, I'm, I'm, I don't know this guy. He's probably a lunatic or whatever. But well, that's because he was hailing. Yeah, but he was hailing Trump. He wasn't saying hail Trump. Like, it's right, a little well, bit dangerous. That's a little weird. But, but you know, there's been you know, other, count, other, other like, cases. We spent most of our life going, if you could kill Hitler. I know, I, I get it. I would get would it. you have killed it? No, I mean, I'm, I. Well, that's I, also a, a sentence compared to a physical attack. What's that? That's I'm saying, no, no, that's no, a scenario no, I, that's I, I, fictional, I know, you I know. know. And listen, I'm not condoning punching Richard Spencer, but he is very punchable. Oh, of course, of course, I agree. I want to punch everybody. He is a white everybody. supremacist, though. He's not a conservative. He is a white supremacist. He's a bad guy. Yeah. I get it. But I'm just saying it, it feels like. Uh, 
We're completely divided, and no one's listening to the other side. I, that we'll I, never get I anywhere. absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Every day, I flip from CNN to Fox News, and I go, what is the point of this? Yes. You know, in Ireland, we have a, there's a broadcasting law where you can't have like a Fox, or I don't want to say CNN, but possibly maybe MSNBC. You know, you, you, you can't have... An agenda. A, a show that clearly has that much of an agenda. Yeah, I agree. Now, and I think course, that's, that's a good call because the news is so skewed and they show you, like, all right, we're going to show this white cop shooting a black guy. Well, what about when the, the white cop shot the white guy? Ah, don't show that. You never see those. That happens all the time. What, sorry, when a... When, like, a white, a white cop shooting a white guy... They won't, that won't even be the news. That won't even be on the news. But then the white cop. Well, there was black a very guy. tragic one the other day of a white woman who called in a sexual abuse report. Uh -huh. Shot. You saw that one, right? No. What happened? Oh, this was this is a biggie. What, you, you, Smalls. It was in uh, Minneapolis, same place as that uh, Fernando Castile. Oh, that was bad. That was a, a Hispanic cop, by the way. Yes, and uh, this woman called in a potential sexual abuse thing happening down her laneway. And when they showed up, she got shot. And nobody, nobody knows why. The woman white, got shot. White Australian woman who was uh, living with her fiancé in Minneapolis. Now, is that on the news? Everywhere. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, no, but I, but I just mean that uh, th that is an odd one. That's very odd. Do we, do we get to the bottom of it? That, no, that literally, the body cameras were turned off. Oh, boy. But and you know what bums me out about that is people see that and then they go, Now you know how it feels. Ah, you see? Sucks when you get shot, huh? But, 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 but it's like, sucks when anybody gets shot. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, you shouldn't look at this as some sort of revenge. This is no, a horrible I, I think, thing. I think I just was listening on the way in on NPR. So uh -huh. I think the argument being made there is that uh, there, there's, there's more outrage. Oh, sorry. Right, no, right, no, right. sorry. No, actually, it's not that there's more outrage. It's that there's immediately more sympathy for the victim than in other situations. Right. Well, so you immediately assume this woman must have had no reason to be shot. Right, right, right. I so, hear you. But, th but th 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 that's just the argument being made. Right. I'm not saying... That's the, that's the sentiment that's being put out there. Did you hear the one about the, the guy in the... The lady in the Bronx that got shot? That was horrific. The black woman? The cop. The cop shot the black woman? That was horrific. I don't know the whole story, but I heard... Is that what happened? A, co a black cop shot a black woman. It was an assassination. No, no. A black criminal shot a black cop so, uh, lady latino yeah was La he latino yeah, yeah oh okay but you know i heard black yeah she was like a black latino you know like a what you know like she's she's a latino i think she's like puerto rican or something but you say what do you mean black latino no, like her physical appearance would be on the darker side like oh <laughs> she was darker complexion yeah yeah i yeah. see but like i, I think heard she was black I, I don't think she's african-american oh all right oh well, i got some bad news. my researcher back in the office will Look that up while we continue yeah, the chat. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I just heard like a, there was like a whole like all these right wing guys were like, "Where, where's the Black Lives Matter now?" What like, the oh, hell? of course they immediately went for that. Yeah, exactly. But this is what I don't understand. This is not about who's wrong and who's right every time. Yeah, there's victims every time, but they because everything is so like who's winning and who's and losing. That's what it in is. The argument exactly. Not it's it's very negative for I think it's very negative for debate. Yeah, it's not good. And no one gets anywhere. And no they, one gets anywhere No ever. one will back down. No one on a debate now goes, that's a good point. You're right. I'll sit down. Okay, so what is our job then as comedians? Then? I, I mean, I, I don't want to get all wanky on it, but I, I think well, we have we have a space to talk yeah, about. Yeah, well, it. A, we should be the good guy, and we should be neutral, and we should, we should be honest. It's all about honesty. That's what comedy comes from. It's honesty. So I think you just got to say the truth, and nobody wants to hear that now. The truth hurts. Yes, I, I mean, I only sound a little bit distracted because I'm just, I just... He's talking to the researcher. I'm talking to the researcher, Mrs. Google here, and... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, but, her name was Misostos Familia. Oh, so, so I was probably, just making an assumption on the Latino thing. But did you get a but, photo? But that was tragic. Oh, I didn't look up. I, I, I didn't. I, mean, I never cared anyway. Well, you got to know now. And well, she was assassinated. Debates. That was an assassination. Wow. You know? I heard there was a big funeral. All the cops got together. And some of them turned their back on Bill de Blasio. Ooh. Because they're still angry over, they didn't feel like he had their back, you know, during, like, yeah. I guess the, hot, the, the, the height of the Black Lives Matters protests. And, God. you know, the, the kid, the, the, guy that, the guy that was killed in, um, in Staten Island, you know? Yeah, yeah, the fat guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say Latino there. 
just in the corner. Yeah, definitely Latino. Anyway, it's irrelevant. So, uh, yeah, so I think it's, but I haven't heard any, like, in fact, you're one of the only comedians I've really seen doing anything smart or. Oh, jeez. Uh, wow. Well, honored. no, smart or challenging on this specific issue of, you know, we're not getting anywhere or certainly yes. about you can't say anything or. Yeah. Have you have you been hearing many people talking about it? I mean, I, we chat about it at the table, but a few people here and there. But it's so hard to make funny because it's such a right when people hear it, they clam up. They clam they go, up. Oh shit! They're doing. We're doing this now. I thought we were talking about shitting or dicks or fucking. So you really got to The joke's got to be really either a super silly or just a good turn, a really good punchline. Yeah, but that is tough because people do clam up. Oh, they clam up. They can, you know, you can tell a lot of them are like, "Come on, what are you doing? Don't go yeah. into this territory." I'm, I'm out having a good time, and I'm like, "Hey, this is comedy." I mean, look at Pryor, Carlin, Geraldo. That's, yes. that's what they did. They went after these things. Yeah, and I, but it's that fine line between when you don't have your own audience yet, and you're just doing jokes to strangers, and then you get your audience, and then you can really, then you can really, but you I can really blossom into that. I agree, but my thing is, hey, if I can get strangers to laugh at this, it's a really good joke, because they don't want to laugh. Absolutely. So but that's I think my you'll goal. find. I think you'll find. See, the interesting thing in America is, the audiences are are so divided. Like everyone's so divided, they're either one or the other. Mm -hmm. So you bring up a thing, and people get tight straight away. Whereas I think you might find when you go to Ireland, I don't know, did, you opened up for Amy, right? Ireland was the hot, one of the hottest shows on the whole tour. Amsterdam but, was a little clammy. They were a little PC. Ireland was hooting and hollering for everything. It was amazing. Yeah, but they're really open to that, though. But I think you would find similar enough in the UK. You know, people open to the. But you, did you do uh, London? I or? did not do London, no. But we did Amsterdam and a couple other places, and it was great. Yeah. Yeah, because I think you'd find in Ireland. Because, like, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's a great example, but Bill Hicks was fearless in the 90s with, yeah, I with his critical stuff, but never really got big here. It was really Europe that oh yeah he exploded in because mm -hmm. the Europeans were very open to anti-Gulf War material. Yeah, like, of course. They of were course. loving the anti-American yeah. vibe. Yeah, you know? right. And I know your stuff isn't anti-American, but I, I think you might find in Ireland that you can really go hell for leather. Not, not that it's not working here either. But. Well, I've always heard as a kid growing up that I, the Irish are the like the niggers of Europe, they say. Yeah, well, that was like, funnily enough, that was a line from The Commitments that became like the a, What's that, a band? That was a film. Oh, I don't know The Commitments. It was a, it was a great film, but like, you know, sometimes these, you know, they, so then it becomes like a thing, like the Irish were the blacks of Europe. But, you know, whether that's, whether that has any influence on what we're talking about, yeah. I don't know. But okay. certainly the Irish were, they're not part of like the the ancient european establishment you know like well yeah the, the british the look celts, down on them yeah the the celts were wiped away basically you know like in terms of their their dominance in irish society yeah they lost their power uh -huh. and you know ireland then was looked down upon as a sort of hey was a looked down upon as subjects more than uh, right right well dylan moran or moran moran that we say in ireland but moran here okay dylan moran has that great bit about how uh he's like i'm a classic irish guy i should be painting a fence while holding a pig <laughs> which i don't know what that means but it's so funny well that's just his that's the genius of him is uh, he puts out these beautiful images yes and you don't even know why they're hilarious but it just it just does something to your brain it's like yes it tickles your brain and so it, true and he's just great at it i had to uh, get a cancer exam you know that's where you have to feel your sack so you're looking for a lump in a bag of lumps <laughs> he's great i, I oh, watched him great. as a kid well he he's all my friend's favorite to be honest and he's a comics comic yeah yeah but he really he worked his way up he was like winning contests as a youth and, yeah yeah and, yeah and, and he, he won the perrier and, yeah 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 he, he can't he, he started in dublin we're familiar he's one of our you know him he's one of our proud sons of, uh -huh. course, well, of course i know him i mean that would be like being like you know samurai you know like no, no he's bigger okay. than that yeah, no, but what I mean is, okay, let me let me think of a comparison for you. All right, I mean Sam's great, but I no, mean, no, it would be more, it like would be more like you know there. Amy Schumer, like somebody yeah. who broke a few years before, right, right. You okay. started establishing yourself. You gotcha. Uh, he was just actually my tenth gig. He was the host. Wow, which was a newcomers competition, and he was the host. Is it the thing over there, like in Canada, where the host is actually the most famous guy on the show? Yes, uh, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, it was him and a guy called Barry Murphy, who you would also love, and hopefully you'll meet him when you're at the festival so we didn't discuss it i might even swap it around and put it at the beginning but one of the reasons why i wanted to chat to you is because you're going to yes you're going to the vodafone comedy festival can't wait vodafone comedy carnival which is the reason why this podcast exists is that right last year i started it 
uh, I got a bit of money from Vodafone. Now, in the end, they weren't delighted with the subject. I, I'm always grateful that they got me going. But the, my first one, the first one I sent to them was Lisa Traeger. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was pretty full on, like well, sexual content. She goes yeah, after yeah. And uh, they, they, they got a little bit of cold feet. Now, uh -huh. they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't jip me. There you go. Now, I won't be able to put this the other way around, but they didn't jip me. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, they just were like, listen, it's great, but, you know, probably not like the Vodafone vibe. Oh, is it squeaky <laughs> clean over there? No, no, no. Just, 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 just this sponsorship. Got they were going to put it got up it. on their website and everything. So anyway, needless to say, I'm always grateful to them because they got their thing going. But it's this festival that got it going, which means that this podcast is a year old. And uh, so I've been lazy lately, so it's nice that it's motivating me again. But anyway, you're going. Yes. It's a good group. Colin Quinn, Sam Marill, Chris Stefano. I can't wait. Rachel Feinstein. Rachel's going. We're going to get pretty sloppy out there. I so. think it's going to be sloppy, and I'm disappointed I'm not going to be there, but I'm staying committed to the cause of spending more time in New York. Good for you, but i got to say, I went to Dublin once for like three days, and Dublin wasn't as rowdy as I thought it would be. It, yeah. It's kind of a cute small quiet town where i would go to bars and they would just be playing like a weird guitar and singing irish tunes yeah and but i think that's because you were hanging out in temple bar uh, okay so you were in like the mcdougall street of yeah which was kind of sad because i go to a few bars and they're like sweet caroline <laughs> i was like what the fuck i'm back in times square <laughs> yeah well you you essentially went to times square okay well that's where everybody told me to go i know which was bad about you should have contacted me because first I of all, I would have given you better places to go, and I would have told you to play the International Comedy Club. Ah, uh, I didn't have a car, so yeah, no, it's all dude. It's Dublin. It's small. It's small. Yeah. So I no, because I only saw that you were there after. I don't know if you remember, but I messaged you, and I was like, "Fuck." Yeah, I remember that because you would have enjoyed doing the International. All the greats have played there. Really, Louis C.K. Wow. Zach Galifianakis, The mm. Flight of the Concords. Wow. Shit, I didn't even know there was a club. Oh yeah, how oh, did I miss it? Well, there's like a pro there's also like the equivalent of a Caroline's or a Gotham in Dublin too, which is like a, a proper like weekend wow. of spots. What? But the the club that my brother runs that I, like I started back in the day is the International, which is a room smaller than the fat black pussycat that we're sitting in right now. Really, I like a small room. Yeah, it's almost like the Village Lantern, but it, wow. but it has a it has the uh, the equivalent reputation of the cellar without trying to say that it's. The cellar sure. of Ireland, but it's the the place where everybody, almost everyone we've discussed so far, started. Like in terms of Irish comedians, interesting. Uh, Dylan started there, for example. Uh -huh. But uh, anyway, you you can do it while you're at the festival. But I'll let my brother message you about that, and All you right. can decide to do it or not. I would love to do it. I'm yeah, telling you, you, you have now. To leave the I'm, festival I'm for 45 it. minutes. I can do that. Yeah, it's only around the corner. I think I have like a show a night, so I'm good. Oh yeah, you can definitely do it then. Sign me up. You don't even need to talk to me. I'm but in. But you will see that. Well, I mean, first of all, I, I, I would never tell people Dublin is rowdy. I just assume, you know, Irish drunk and all that. Yeah, but of course, the, I mean, the drunken thing is a bit of a stereotype. It really is, yeah. But that happened here. It's kind of like saying Greek diner. You go to Greece, there's not a bunch of diners, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing. America fucks you up. You, you, know, you, go, you go, like, oh, these, oh, these black guys. And you go to Africa, there's no black guy sagging his pants. It's, you know, it's all American influence. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I keep asking. I, I really wish that somebody would tackle this because I think it's an interesting subject matter. The lack of integration from African immigrants and African Americans. Oh, like Two entirely crazy. different cultures. They're, they don't like each other. They don't like each other. Yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. I got in an Uber pool once and it was like an African driver. Straight out, like straight up accent, you know, like Nairobi. Yeah, an immigrant, an immigrant. Yeah. And then I got in the back and then we picked up a, like a, you know, rapper, thug type kind of guy and it was tense really tense yeah they were talking to me i was the translator <laughs> i was like the new i was sweden no switzerland i was neutral yeah because i feel like the african from from my you know just casual observance talking to drivers a lot of the time yeah they they look down on the african-american totally they're like what are you doing get a job you're yeah, right. yeah 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 speak it's, english all that yeah it was crazy yeah anyway that's a, that's another thing, but yeah, I mean, there are a lot of those stereotypes that do come out of the immigrant experience, but also, you know, the the Irish being looked down upon. There's a, tons of reasons why, like the drunken Irish has become a thing, because it was the same in the UK. Mm. They drew them as gorillas, like like the Irish in the UK experienced the 
the kind of like media racism that the interest the black man experienced here so that's wow. where i guess that whole black people of europe came from but that, that was a long time ago but those stereotypes survived and at the same time ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Booze and Irish identity are interlinked. Well, so you got the whiskey. Yeah, and you got Guinness as the number one tourist attraction. And right. So, but but I think people expect there to be like a lot of drinking. But rowdy is probably the wrong word. I mean, it is fun. Like you'll see, because you were the, what, what time of the year were you there? I want to say uh, September. Yeah, like on a summer's day in Dublin, when you walk around the streets and everyone's out in the streets, like I think there's probably nowhere better in the world. Now I know you're from New Orleans, so that's yeah. a, that's a bold statement, but I think that you could you might get not Mardi Gras vibe, but you might get a bit of that sort of like New Orleans vibe on, yes. on the right night in Dublin. I went out. I walked from bar to bar. I walked that whole goddamn city. That I I was staying. What's that strip where it's like all it's like a mall almost on the street of just expensive Grafton Street? Yes. Oh yeah, I well, stayed that, right by that. Oh, you did. Yeah. And so it was very touristy, which was kind of a bummer. But I walked from my hotel to the prison, that big prison out there that's like a tourist attraction. Oh, Kilmainham Jail. Yes. Did you do that? Because well, that's one of, that's my, that's a good tourist attraction. Well, I was pretty excited because I talked to the bellhop and he's like, you got to do it. But that's, you got to get a tour. Well, I walked all the way. It took me like three hours and I got lost eight times. It was Because I live over there. That's where I live. You're oh, it's a great area. But I got there and the guy was, I had an AK-47 at the front gate and I go, hey, buddy i'm here to see the tour and he goes all right what's your name i go what do you mean he goes you got to be on the list it's like a four-month waiting period i was like ah so i had to walk all the way back home it's, it's not that long is it it was maybe a month yeah but you gotta book it i had no in idea the summer okay i had no idea i felt like an idiot it's a great the Kilmainham jail turret it's the best really like so interesting i highly rec you know i think when you finish this conversation you should go online and see if you can book it before yeah, I should. That's a good idea. Only because you learn a lot about Ireland. It'll probably like inspire like a throwaway gag for your show. I don't oh, mean good I don't call. mean cheesy go local, but I just think no, I, I, will. I think you'd be inspired by it. Yeah, you'll get some some fresh I know, eyes it's, it's on it. It's really good. All right, and the Museum of Modern Art is next door, so uh, you get a, you get I, I did go to that. Oh, you went to Emmanuel. yeah, because I had nothing to do. I, my whole day was at jail, and it was fucking locked up. Oh, that was a pity, man. But I did go to the Guinness. I walked to the Guinness factory because I passed it on the way. That's how yes. far of a walk it was. And I went to the Guinness, and that was pretty cool. You know, the big horse with a big Guinness carriage, and yeah. uh, I took a real shit over there too. I had an Irish breakfast that really went through. Me. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a common experience. Yeah, I was. Did you drinking a lot of Guinness? I was drinking a lot of Guinness, and I went. Did you out notice the darkness of your poo? Oh, it looked like blood pudding. I never thought about that. Yeah. yeah. In Ireland, they call blood pudding black pudding. Just so you know. Oh, good to know. Isn't all? I guess pudding is brown. Real regular yeah. pudding. Yeah, that pudding. But they don't. Yeah, that's not even like a thing in Ireland. <laughs> that that pudding. I don't even know what the hell that is. What is black pudding? What's in it? Blood, pig's blood, <sighs> and other stuff. Yeah, that's not appealing. I mean, I ate it, but. You didn't like it? I mean, I, it was I taste, like it. I don't get it. I, I want to know what I'm eating. You know, it's like a it's hot really dog. good with apple, like with applesauce. Uh, uh, anyway, whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's not like a food blogging podcast. Right. <laughs> but, you know, bangers and mash, I'm all about. Is that, is that Yeah, Irish? that's like, you know, that's like, I guess it was British originally, but it's okay. certainly been, you know, it's it's been embraced by Irish sort of uh, pub food culture. You right, know? right, right, right. It's good, good, stodgy, wholesome food for yeah. the wet, damp Irish winters. Some baked beans. You like, yeah, the beans are much better in Ireland. That's oh, one really? thing I notice 
Yeah, they're like a, a, a tin of baked beans. When I get it here, I'm like, ugh. But in, in Ireland, it's great. It's true what they say about the Guinness. It tastes better there. Absolutely it tastes I better. I thought that was like, all right, we get it. You know, you got the Guinness, but it was great. Oh, yeah. No, it definitely tastes better there. When in my drinking days, when I used to come back to New York for the summers and I try Guinness, it was disgusting. But I got to tell you, I walked around that first night and there is an energy in the air in that city. Like it was a crisp night. It was like 60 degrees. It was perfect. I just had a beer at every bar and watched the music and it was great. I was just alone. I loved it. I, 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 I know. Like a, it's it's a, a great city. A high off of it. Yeah. And now you're doing the Vodafone, which is like in a park and all the oh, gigs are tents. Oh, you didn't know that? I thought, what? I hate an outdoor gig. Every gig is in a tent. Ah. But it doesn't play like that. Trust, all right. Trust all right. me. Yeah, Joe went and he said it was amazing. Yeah, and did he mention that the gigs were intense? I never mentioned a tent yeah, once. Yeah, so it's fine. Okay. They're really good ones. Like, they're not... I, I mean, some of these tents are definitely like tents that you would have played in in uh, music festivals. Have you ever All done right. music festival shows? I did Bonnaroo. Yeah, so it'll look like that when you walk in. You'll be like, oh, fuck, one of these. But it won't play like that because it's just a comedy festival. First of all, there's right, no music. Right. And when people are waiting for your shows and after the shows, they're just hanging out in the park. Uh-huh. So if there's bad weather, it doesn't matter. It's still good gigs. Gotcha. But if there's good weather, I promise you it'll be one of the best comedy weekends of your life. Wow. Because the vibe is fucking incredible. And you got friends there. Yeah, well, you got Rory Scovel there, too, from the, LA, from the L.A. side. Love Scovel. He's gone back second year in a row. Oh, wow. Because he loves it so much. Is on he, his own request. Is he Irish? I don't know, Scoble? but he, he, he's gone back on his own request. Well, good. He's a brilliant man. And now he's just blowing, you know, like his thing is just out and... You know, so thank God Netflix is global. Thank God Netflix is global. And thank God you just put your special on Comedy Central. <laughs> <laughs> well, Netflix said no. So I had to do it. Watch out. You're sliding. There, oh, yeah. Fatty. But, you know, you know, in Ireland, though, that'll you'll, you'll get a bit of cred for having had a. Oh, really? Just for having had it. They won't have seen it. But, right. they'll, you know, they'll be like, oh. You know, this guy has a, a Comedy Central hour. It must be good. Well, do they get Spotify or Pandora over there? Yes. All right. Well, I'm all over that. Oh, they can listen to that in the meantime. I mean, obviously, they can they can uh, YouTube you as well, I guess, for YouTube some bits. and iTunes. Oh, you can buy that. Yeah, yeah. yeah trying to make a bit of money. Well, if you and they can listen to you on Tuesday with Stories. Tuesdays with Stories. That's my weekly podcast with Joe List, who was there last year. Was he there last year or two years ago? I think it was last year. Because he was supposed to go this year, and they pulled the plug on him. Really? Yeah, it was kind of fucked up. I don't want to get in any hot water, but the guy was like, like six months ago, he was like, you want to do the, the Ireland thing? He's like, yeah. He's like, all right, consider yourself in. And then when it came around, he was like, hey, Joe, I can't get you in. He was like, what? I oh. blocked it off. Oh, no way. Yeah, so he was bummed. Oh. I hope I was. Bit of controversy. Speaking out of school there. Bit yeah. of book. Bit of, oh, it's fine. All right, all right. Listen, you've already offended the blacks. You might as well offend Bren. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bran and the Blacks, <laughs> but I can't say I love the Blacks because that's that's racist because they're not all the same. Oh, well, absolutely. I you mean, know, I'm just I'm just covering my ass here. <laughs> you're well covered, man. Don't all worry. Right, all right. On my podcast, you're not going to get any super hot water here. You know? All right. We're yeah. just so quick to call everybody racist. You know, that's like the go to. Oh, what are you oh that's a go to. Yeah. I hate that. I was talking. To, I'm not going to say who, but we were talking to a comic who works here and he's from. Uh, Barbados or one of those places and then another guy goes is that by Jamaica and then this other white guy goes what are you racist it's like he got the he got the location wrong you idiot what does that have to do with hating his people but was, I hate was, that were they shit. being serious yeah he didn't know he was like a dumb no, guy no 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 but uh, but was he being oh, serious oh. Say, what are you racist well he was it was a joke but it was like it was awkward like what are you come on you racist get really? together yeah and i was like what are you crazy don't no don't, he's just a- not good at geography yes exactly you're just accusing him of hating a whole race because you've got a a, con- a country wrong I mean, it's crazy actually i couldn't tell you right now how close barbados is know. to jamaica i don't know anything either but uh i would have thought they were relatively close my own quick assumption i would have too because it's islandy and black so you know they seem similar so i mean i just hate that shit it's like it's 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 such a provocative word right now. It's like calling somebody a pedophile. Like you, you lose your job for being a racist, quote unquote. So like we shouldn't be throwing that around so loosely. 
No, I, I, I agree. I agree. But I, yeah, yeah. I, I really, I blame the internet on everything, man. Like, by the yeah. way, I don't think that racism doesn't exist. Of course, but black people can be racist. Jews can be racist. I, I mean, but it's I just blame, everybody. But it's, I, I, I feel I, like whitey. It's like okay to call racist. Yeah, but we're fine, though. In fairness, I know we're fine. But I still, you know, if you're wearing a jacket and I'm wearing a sweater, and I go, and you go, man, it's cold. I go, hey, I'm in a sweater. You can still be cold. You see what I'm saying? That's a weird analogy. <laughs> All right. If you're wearing a sweater and I'm wearing a, a t-shirt in the winter and you're go, you go, man, it's freezing. I go, fuck you. I'm in a t-shirt. You can still be, you're allowed to be cold and complain about it. Yes. But that's what we do now. We go, I'm going to have it worse. So you can't complain. Well, why can't I complain? Just because yeah. you're in a t-shirt. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like, I have a house in West Hampton and, you know, the taxes are high. Yes. And I say, they, you know, they're very expensive. And they're hey, very, we're I live in like a projects. <laughs> You can't complain about your taxes. I have it horrible. Well, who's, I don't know. It's not my problem. Yeah, I mean, neither. neither you know, neither are great analogies. But no. But I, you listen, see what I'm saying. I'm coming I, up with other stuff. I'm, I'm kidding here. around. I'm kidding around. All right. Uh, but uh, no, no. I, I get what you say. I, 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 I'm, on, I'm on two sides of it because I also think. So th th this is what I say about it sometimes. A lot of the people I find that get most angry about PC are, are the people. most racist. Oh, really? You think so? I, I, I think a lot of Interesting. them... Interesting. Like, a lot of them do. Or, yeah. like, the most Islamophobic. You know? Because that's, like, its whole, a whole other genre. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Well, you, you, if you try to treat people equally, that gets ugly. You have to do this weird dance in America where you're like, all right, I realize this, but I'm actually going to say this. But this is true, but I won't mention it. You have to. Do, it's a. It's a real art form. Yeah. Well, because it. It's. A, there's a weird lack of integration too, though. I find. Oh yeah. I'm from the south. It was way more integrated down there than it is up here. And up here, but he's on. And the, and, on their and the high assumption horse. is. Yeah. The assumption is that they're. It's really racist yeah, down there. Yeah. Of course. But we. It was way more mixed when I grew up as a kid. Yeah. Because I, I. I. I didn't do a joke, but I. Like one day in a conversation, I was saying that people say it's a melting pot, but it's a TV dinner. So you have all the society, but none of it. Was that you? Yeah, that was that's, that's my a good own line. I know, but it doesn't work on stage. Well, it's a good. It's you need it needs a yeah, twist, but yeah, it's a great need, setup. Yeah, it's a good setup. Yeah, yeah I love that. You should hang on to that or tweet it. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's just yeah. Well, I mean, we're not gonna start workshopping bits, but I'm just but saying, that's, the, the, don't throw that out. Yeah, I know, but here's the problem. Then you got to get into this like stereotype humor. Then where it's like you know the little corner section uh, is the you know right, it's a bit. Right, you know, I, well, right, I don't yeah. know. I mean, that's one way you could go with you it. Could, but, you could go a smart way with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a anyway, but I, I put it out there to you in relation to what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, I do think there's a lot of subconscious prejudice with these PC people. You know, like. Like I'll I'll notice that a white comic will go on stage, a white guy, and he got he does okay, and then I'll see like a black guy or like a super gay guy go on stage, and the audience is immediately like, okay, we got to be a little nicer here, you know, we got to be a little, give him a little more, and he could be terrible, and they're like, well, we can't let him bomb. Do you think so? Oh my god, are you kidding? It's crazy, and that's a sign. Of, that's a prejudice. That's like, all right, he's not that smart, or or we don't want to look racist. I mean, that's you're treating him differently. That's that's prejudice. That's offensive. Yeah, I know they mean well, but you're being condescending. Yeah, I know, but that, but that's tough to say. That's what's going on with the audience. Like, I'm not saying everybody. Are you projecting in the audience, your own? No, because I've talked to people about it, and they're like, oh, for sure. Oh right, so yeah, okay, that's a, a concern. I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just curious. Yeah, like plus people, I'm also, you know, people talk about that openly. Like we've talked about the seller before, people, and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I see that all the time. So it happens. I talked to Quinn about it. He's he's the king. He knows all about it. Yeah, he's next. What time? Yeah, is it? well, he he's probably the smartest guy around. Like he just he sees all. Well, he's also seen the city evolve, which is a great thing to have been able to witness. It's good point. Know? And he grew up in a mixed Brooklyn, like in the '60s and '70s. Yeah. So that's like a. There's no better college campus than that. Because I, I was talking to this girl the other day, very attractive actor model. Uh oh. That wants to do stand up. Right? Yeah, that's gonna happen. <laughs> like, not gonna work out. She got very angry at me because. That's kind of my reaction. Yes. I was like, oh, come on, what are you doing? Yeah. But anyway, I told her, I said, maybe there's, because she said to me, I think I'm at a disadvantage because I'm tall, good looking woman that, you know, like there's this assumption immediately that I'm not funny. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, that may or may not be true. But I said, maybe you could turn that into a joke where you go, look, maybe I'm at a disadvantage, but I'm only doing this for five minutes. The rest of the day, I really, 
have it easy. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, great. Great as, opener. As a premise. Yes. But then I was like, you got to be careful because then people are like, well, fuck this bitch. Of course, of course. That, but that's a, that's a prejudice. But yeah, it's a, it's a true thing out there. You know, you got to watch it. And and if you show that you're aware of it, that you get way more, way more trust from the audience. If you say if she if if this hot chick goes up and goes like I realize I'm hot and I realize you're not you're you're assuming I'm not funny that already buys her a ton of faith. Yeah, I audience. think so. Yeah, probably right. It's probably a good it's a good tact. Yeah, but, but see, it, being a you're like a tall, good-looking white guy, so that's that's um, already it's similar for you. Yes, but here's the funny thing about that because I thought about this lately because I've. I, on a few occasions, I've heard people discuss it. And also, the white man thing, you know, the sense of, you know, hello. Hi. How are you? People are coming in. Sorry, folks. Colleagues of ours are passing. Yes, we are at a comedy it, club. To make it sound like a work environment. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you're a tall, good-looking guy. Yeah, no, yeah. So I was thinking about this lately because people were discussing this advantage thing and the white man thing. But I, I first of all, I never thought I was good-looking. That's irrelevant. But, like, I never... None of that ever entered my consciousness about how people are perceiving me at the beginning of my set. Me, me neither. Because I just go up. I'm a human being. You're a human being. Let's yeah, talk. I just do the thing. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Is it as much of a? They're uh, judging you harshly. They really are. They, you go up there, and the first thing they do, they profile you. That's just how people are. Yes. We talk about profiling like it's this thing, but that's just a human. Yeah. It's a uh, human nature. But like, I dated a girl who was pretty hot once, and she would always had all these gripes about being hot. She was like, I get treated like this. No one thinks I'm funny. No one thinks I'm smart because I'm hot. Their first impression is this, this, and this. And I go, yeah, yeah, that's part of it. That's It's like same with being white. You know, you complain. Everybody goes, oh, shut up. All yeah, right, you white. got it all. And, but, and you're kind of like, well, isn't that an oppression? Isn't that a form of oppression? But you go, ah, you got it good. Yeah, I guess it's a, it's a toughie, isn't it? Because it's a you toughie. Go, you go, is it a form of oppression? Well, maybe. Is it is it causing you any problems in your life? Well, in high, in the big picture, no. In the no. big picture, no. But these little nuances fuck Yeah, the up. little nuance fuck with your head. Yes, exactly. And then, you know, but everybody thinks, woe is me. I'm the victim. I'm the, we all think I, we're the big movie star in our, our movie of our life. Yes. So it's, it's all happening to us, you know. So in the end, it comes down to the root of all ills, which is self-centeredness. There you go. It's according all, to the Alcoholics Anonymous literature. I think it's true. It's all narcissism at the end of the day. Yeah. I have it hard. Well, I have it hard, too. But I have it harder because it's me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's what it is. That's the bottom line. Everything. I think we really got somewhere here. Do do you? Do, yeah, yeah. Do you talk about narcissism? I know that. Um, I know it's like a big obsession of. Uh, what's his name? His name I always mispronounce. Uh, very caustic one-liners. Uh, exceptionally well known, and I'm just Anthony Jeselnik. Anthony Jeselnik, great comic. He he has a he has a big thing about narcissism at the moment, doesn't he? Because I haven't seen it, but I've heard people reference the fact that he's. Yeah, really looking into how much narcissism is affecting our society. Well, it's pretty brilliant because his shtick is like, I know I'm a hot, good-looking, funny, badass, cool dude, and that's his whole shtick, which is great because he commits the fuck out of it. Like he doesn't break or anything, and obviously it's not the real him. I mean, he probably is a pretty confident guy, but he's like, I'm going whole hog, and that's why it's funny. Yeah, it wouldn't be funny if he was like, maybe this will work. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he's can, a, he's obviously a smart. He's got a good comedy mind. If he if he figured that out. All right. Well, let, let's have a conclusion. Like there was an arc. So well, if I think we've we come, had one for a second, but when we went on this Jezelnik tear. Well, no, only because I thought that he was talking about it, but doesn't matter. I'm going to oh. bring it right back onto this arc. Okay. About narcissism, because that's what we got into self-centeredness, and if if that seems to be this evolution towards narcissism, which manifests itself in various ways that we're discussing. Is it then only uh, inevitable that the great narcissist is the leader of the free world? America? Donald Trump. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Damn, I articulated that so well. Yeah, I fucked that up. <laughs> that was me. That was all my fault. Uh, I'm so sensitive about being an American that I just go there. But you you, you nailed that on a platter, and I, I didn't even well, see Well, listen, it. man, it's fine. It's, it's still hot. Have a go. All right, all right, all right. The meal is still warm. Uh... Yeah, the ultimate narcissist. You're completely right. And that's why he won, because it's a complete backlash to all this PC shit. Well, it is. Absolutely. So that was it. I mean, that was like, okay, we hate what's going on. This is this guy is the antithesis of that. Let's put him in there. Even though he's a lunatic and a wacko and a complete uh, buffoon. Yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, it, it so it, it does kind of make sense in terms it of totally what we're makes talking sense. About. It's complete black to white. A and is why B. the Democratic Party probably made a mistake by continuing with Hillary Clinton. Whether you agree with her or not, she kind of represented that. Whereas Bernie represented a sort of a return to caring about the working man type thing, which. Yeah. I mean that's 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 that that's what people are arguing. Bernie, I like, but it was a bit of a fantasy land. Like, come on, man! It was just like everyone goes to college and we all get pizza and all this shit. It was like, <laughs> all right, all right, take it easy. Like, we have to, you have to have money to go to college. We have to pay the professors, and you know, it, it has to even out somewhere. But he was just, and I like his his ideals, and he's like a hardcore like activist. But like in the '60s, he was yeah, on the, like on he's, the he's fucking been trails. There. He's been on the ground the whole time. Yeah, yeah. which you, you got to respect, but. uh yeah, yeah, he uh, he was too positive. Like everything was too like this will work out. Yeah, well, that, optimistic. It, that's the word. That, but it's it, yeah, it really is an interesting time. Though that was the reaction to the identity politics. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's interesting that because you, you know you live in New York, you go to L.A., you go to Chicago, you go to Seattle, and you're like, how the fuck did Trump win? And then I do I did a gig in Oklahoma last week, and I was like, oh, that's how he won. You see these people like this is. 87% of America or 89 or 94% of America like this is it. It's the homeland baby, the heartland. These guys with you know with a, a shitty gig and a, fa- a plus size wife and uh, a retarded son like this is that's America. Yeah. It's, it's not this bubble we live in where you know we're all mixed together and uh, So are you finding protesting. that on the road cuz you you're you're, ro- you're you're eating up the road. Eating up the road baby. I'm going to Cincinnati this weekend. Yeah, so are you finding that out in the road that, like, people are really, if you talk about PC and stuff, that people are going for it, like, real different to the way they would here in New York? Yeah, it's always weird when you say, like, some ironic joke about white people, and and they go like, fuck yeah, I'm with you, and you're like, whoa, 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 (laughs) easy, buddy, that was irony, and I was being silly, and, uh, you know, it was just a joke, but they, like, think it's gospel. And as Liz passes, she makes that face that she makes. Always makes the face. (laughs) Liz passes with that's like dismissive face. Like yeah, like, I know. Like your older Irish sister, you know. It's like, oh god. Yeah, yeah. You're exactly. still doing that. I know. You're Deep f- down, she loves us. Oh, I, I absolutely think so. Without this, without her, this place would fall to pieces. Yeah, because that you're gonna be asked. You're gonna be asked a lot in Ireland about Trump. Oh god, like, I, have, I, I don't have, have to one warn Trump you. joke. No, no, I know, but you will be asked a lot. Like I guarantee, if you do any radio. They're going to ask you, what's it like with Trump over there? People are going to ask you on the street. People are going to tweet you and be like, what do you think about Trump? Like, people are interested in what Americans think of Trump. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'll Google him. <laughs> do a bit of research yeah, on Yeah. I don't know anything about pol- I don't. I know zero about politics. And I like to keep it that way because I feel like I'm 33 and I've seen a few presidents come and go. Not much changes. Not much changes. Not, but you still leave your house and you get in your car and you go to work and you go to the store and all that. Not much change, but this time it feels different. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I lost my health care. Things, you know, there's protests every day. There's a new this, a new that. Everybody's angry. Everybody hates him. I've I've never seen people, like, light a bush. People hated Bush, but I never saw Bush being lit on fire in, in the county square. Or yeah, no shit. effigies. Yes. So that's pretty wild. There's a TV show on TV currently making fun of Trump. Oh, the yeah, whole the, show the, the is, Trump show. The whole, tr- the whole show is based, based on making fun of the president <laughs> of the United States. I know, States. and I was at Colbert last night. I wasn't on, but I was hanging out with my friend. and uh, Mateo? Well, funnily enough, he was there. That was a coincidence. Yeah, I was there with Killian Murphy, who's oh okay. In the he was in Dunkirk, ah. and the the premiere is on last night. The premiere. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What, what did you say? Premiere. Premiere. Oh yeah, premiere. I say. And uh, but anyway, his sh- Colbert shtick about Trump is incredible. Even oh, more man. people that we know distracting our conversation. The the irony of Trump is uh, all these like. TV stars hate him, but he's giving them so much ratings that he's keeping shows on the air. I know this guy. I play golf with this like super conservative older guy. Love playing golf with him though, and he's a nice guy. I don't care about his politics. Yeah, we act like conservatives are all Nazis. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't care about his politics. But he's quite right. And I told him I was going to the Colbert show, and he was like, oh, "I hate that guy. I hate that guy." I mean, he's just yeah. You know, all, all he does is complain about Trump. And I was like, "Well, you know, his show was struggling." Until Trump got elected, and his ratings are through the roof, and he's more popular than Jimmy Fallon because of Trump. Yeah. So what? It, you're always one of these guys that says, you, you know, you're smart. You got to do what you need to do to get ahead. It's like, well, what is a guy oh, supposed to do? Oh, interesting. Never thought of it like that. He's a businessman. 
Yeah, but it's also he 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 he, I mean, he, he believes f- it. Yeah, but he flourishes in that space. You know, like oh yeah, it's oh his, yeah. It's 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 where he's most comfortable, and it's yeah. The response has been positive. Very. But he's f- he was fucking good last night. Oh, was he? Yeah, I, mean, I don't a- I don't watch it all the time. I was real impressed. Really? You know why? Because I was backstage in the dressing room, so I was also watching him like just talking to the crowd uh-huh. in, in advance. Oh, that's and I best. was like, "Fuck, this guy's a fucking performer, man." He's a talent. He's he a real is talent. a talent. Yeah, and there is nothing you throw at him. He doesn't either know or have a witty retort yeah, to. He's or, super smart and he's quick. He's an improv guy. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's quick on his feet. You know, he's a super religious Christian. I knew that he was very Catholic because I saw a, a YouTube clip or a Facebook clip of him arguing with Ricky Gervais about the existence of God. Oh, I want to watch that. Yeah, it's not its not in a heated argument. It's for, it remains funny the whole way through, and it's very respectful, both of them. But it's very interesting. Wow, because I'm, I'm, I actually did Jim and Sam today, and Gervais was the guest. Oh, did you meet Ricky Gervais I met today? him. Sweetest guy, funnest guy, coolest guy. Just really? regular old dude. We cracked jokes. I made him laugh a few times. It was great. Yeah, oh, that's a nice experience. Like, he walked in, and I was like, oh, shit, it's Ricky Gervais. He's a huge star. I'm nobody. I hate myself. And then within six <laughs> minutes, I was talking with him, eye contact, joking. He was like, <laughs> you know, that whole cackle he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is great. It was, felt like a comic. That's great. It was so cool. Yeah, but he, yeah, I, I would have... I would have thought maybe if you met him at a bar, he might be awkward. But I would have thought in a professional situation that he would totally get it. He was great. He was He's doing the garden. He's doing comedy again, stand-up. Really? So we were just talking comedy. It was great. Well, I know more. I've been doing comedy longer than him. So it felt kind of cool. So in that situation, do you or do you not get the selfie? I got a picture, but not a selfie. You got the group picture. I got the group. but I, Which I, is I, enough. Which I, is better. I'm next to Gervais, so I cut everyone else out. Oh, you did? Yeah. Did you post it? I'm posting it tomorrow. I've already planned it. What's your Instagram? At Mark Normand, one word. At Mark Normand, with a I D. called you Mark Normand for the first like, I know it three was, months of knowing you. I don't, I don't care, but it, it's, it was funny. <laughs> I'm not like offended, but it was funny. Yeah, I guess because you were New Orleans, I assumed there was some sort of French influence. Right, right. Well, I am French, Normand. Oh, Normand. Yeah, Mark. You know, I'm from New Orleans, and uh, my whole family. And here's French. my next guest. I almost feel like I have a radio show. Oh yeah. My next. My next guest is in the studio. Do you have a third mic? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you want to join in for the end of this one, and then we'll get going? Sit down. <laughs> sit down. Wait. All right, he'll wait. We're, well, we're, just say say hello, and then I'll, I'll get rid of him. We had a good etymology talk you would have liked. He didn't know Jip. I love it, too. Yeah, that's good. So stuff. our next guest is Colin Quinn, who, uh, who's going to be I'll on a normal. Say hello. I'll be on, my, I'll be on in a little while. Yeah. <laughs> I just I'll, came at the end of Mark's. I'll skedaddle. Mark, did you get any sleep? I, I saw he was on Jim and Sam. Oh, dude. I saw he was on Jim and Sam this morning. I stayed up last night with I Mark Gatsky at 4 a.m., and yeah. then I went and did that. I don't, I don't know if Bogatsky has earned the. He just discussed it. I don't know if Bogatsky has earned the uh, okay, last course, name status no yet, by the way. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think I'd say Nate Bogatsky. Okay. I don't think. Oh, wow. Anyway. I know. Poison Ivy Boy's coming. My cousin's coming. He's got Poison Ivy. Oh, fun. I thought that was like a tough guy name. No, Poison no. Ivy Boy. <laughs> well, Mark, you better say goodbye then. All right, all right. I got to go. Thank you, Ireland. Mark, Thanks. when are you going to Ireland? Are you going with Nate, and, uh, Nate B? <laughs> are you going on Tuesday? No. He said he's going on Tuesday. I think I'm going Friday. What? Shit, well, I want to go tight. earlier. I want more time. That's tight, man. What's what, what? Louis C.K. made that mistake. He went on the Friday, very jet lag, opened up for me, died in his ass. How many times? Whoa! Have Whoa. <laughs> you got a problem with Louis? I've noticed. <laughs> went on a Friday. You got a beef? Hey, oh, that is. Bu- excuse me. Oh. I'm striking that from the record. All right, all right. I don't think you like him. Anyway, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mark. Thank you so much. For oh your, yeah, thanks for, your for time. having me. Thank you. Good stuff. Thank Good you. pod. <laughs> see you, man. All right, Carl. Good to see you. So thanks to Mark. Uh, for doing the chat and make sure you go check him out at the Vodafone Comedy Carnival also um, uh, my special uh, which I'm recording in Dublin uh, at the Driech Theatre in Blanchardstown uh, those tickets should be on sale soon they're going to be uh, cheap enough tickets uh, I'm producing this special myself so they're not. it's not a free taping but uh, it will be a great show it'll be uh, both Grey Matters and One Day You'll Understand uh, and I'm turning that into a, to a special. Um, so that'll be recorded at the end of September. So keep an eye out for that. Um, do spread the word about the Desmondshire Podcast. We should be back uh, updating regularly. Um, I may change the name of the podcast to Between Sets because I'm thinking about just chatting to comedians in between sets uh, at the Comedy Cellar and other gigs around New York City. 
next uh, podcast up is Colin Quinn, which is already recorded. Uh, he's also heading over to the Vodafone Comedy Carnival, and uh, he is an Irish American legend. Perhaps not as many of you are familiar with him, but uh, he has. Uh, he was on SNL many years ago. He had his own show on Comedy Central called Tough Crowd, and he uh, has had two. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld produced or directed uh, one-man shows that ran in New York City at different times. Anyway, super interesting guy. So we will uh, we'll chat to him uh, in a couple of days. In the meantime, do uh, like us on iTunes if you haven't. Uh, leave a comment. And uh, thank you so much. Chat soon. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.